0: Welcome to the NOMIC, your short midweek read from Sunday Letters. I'm Larry Maguire. Welcome along. This week, or I should actually start by reminding you what the NOMIC is, if you haven't listened or read before. It's a shorter midweek kind of snapshot of a couple of different bits that happen to snag my interest and... What it includes is a thought that's been on my mind, a quote that seems applicable right now in one way or another, a book that I've read and I'd like to maybe recommend to you, uh, an album that I would have found over the years and sticks out for me as a uh, pivotal, I suppose, or maybe marks a pivotal point in, in my insignificant life. And an article from the Archive. And this week, I've been thinking about how could you not think about the pandemic, COVID. It's everywhere. It's the one thing that uh, I think every one of us, all you folks and me, everyone on the planet has in common. Uh, no matter what your skin color or your sexual persuasion or uh, other, uh, differentiating factor COVID is affecting how we live. I suppose, uh, us in the Northern hemisphere or Western industrialized cultures are doing a lot better than those, uh, less well off, let's say, uh, uh developing countries. Um, we're looking after ourselves first, which is a bit of a shame, you know, but not surprising. Um, There's a writer that I read, uh, I found him on Twitter. He's an anthropologist and a writer for Al Jazeera and The Guardian and a few other rags. And uh, he writes a lot about the difference between um, the Western industrialized world and the developing world and how essentially we're like leeches and we suck on the third world. I don't think it's called that anymore, with the developing world. And they basically fund our lavish lifestyles and uh superior way of living. And um Ma- is it Malcolm Hickel, Hicknell or Hickel with Al Jazeera? I can't remember now. But uh it's true, I think, you know. It's a, a, a quite a significant a significant imbalance in the world and how uh goods and services and Wealth is distributed, but anyway, we won't get into that today. What was what was uh, what has been on my mind has been COVID and um, been on your mind too, no doubt. And um, I'm browned off at it, just tired of it. You know the relentless uh, messaging. If it, if it wasn't for that, uh, I'd probably be in a better place. You know. Well, I should say that I'm not in a bad place. I, I COVID hasn't been bad to me or my family, and uh, we've kind of, we've kind of dodged a few bullets, you know. Um, at home here, we don't have huge financial outgoings. We manage the household pretty well, and we weren't, uh, we don't have extravagant lifestyles at the best of times. So, me and my wife, I'm talking about with the kids or whatever. So. Uh, Me not working hasn't really had a problem or or, or a a negative impact on how we live. Uh, My wife's a nurse, so she's been working away. I've been taking the COVID payment, which we have here, for uh, people who would ordinarily be working and now can't. So uh, we've been doing okay. And um, mentally, we've been doing okay. We've been getting on with it. No real problems. Uh, The kids probably have been at at a disadvantage in terms of their education. Stuck in a room, staring at a screen, doing lessons online. It hasn't been good for them. They've spent too long sitting at a desk and and not getting out and about. So I'm looking forward to them getting back to school. I'm looking forward to meeting the lads and having a few pints, Uh, having a few pints with me out for it, which I haven't done in years. And (laughs) that was partially because my mother, when she was alive, she had uh, the evil eye on him, you know, he wasn't allowed to go for a pint. Um, and that's another reason why I feel that uh, myself and my family are kind of doing better than most, I suppose. My mother passed away in December and uh, she did so at home. So we were we were blessed in a lot of ways in, in how she passed away. There was no COVID involved. There was no restrictions. We could be with her. She was at home when she died. So uh, a lot of families weren't so fortunate, you know, and um, that's the story. So after it's all over, I think there'll probably be uh, many years of fallout and uh, education, I'd say, has has been hit and um, the quality of education. You know, kids, kids not going to school or not get taking their lessons. My son tells me of fellas in his class that never show up and um, they've been at home studying for the last three months and some fellas have never been there. So, I mean, what sort of home environment have they to deal with? You know, challenges, challenges on top of challenges, uh, the mental health situation, although I think it's probably improving a small bit. I'm sure, I'm sure it's pretty similar where you're from, but here, uh, public mental health services are piss poor and there's nothing there. Waiting lists, the length of your leg and, uh, kids not being seen to and families, uh, in turmoil and, and no help for them. That has to change big time. Um, so I'm hoping this whole COVID situation will, will help things shift along a little bit in that regard. Uh, so, um, in the meantime, um, here's to the other side of summer and uh, was it being able to get out and meet and have a bit of crack again, you know. A quote for you this week along those same lines uh, from Leonard Cohen. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. The book I want to recommend to you this week is... In Praise of Wasting Time. It's a short read. You probably read it in a weekend uh, or, or maybe even a few hours if you're a fast reader. It's by Alan Lightman and you'll get it on Amazon. It's I think it was adapted from a TED talk he did a few years ago. He's a physicist in the States. Can't remember where he's, MIT or something. I'm not sure. Um, and uh, in the book... He just he promotes this idea of just wasting time and being comfortable wasting time sitting under a tree or uh, wasting a few hours in the morning or switching off from technology and just, you know, doing the simple things. And I don't think there's ever been a more pertinent occasion to do that because uh, we're stuck at home and technology is there in our laps and we, we tend to rely on it far too much. Um, it really resonated with, with me, this book, and uh, I'd recommend you get a hold of it and give it a read. The album I, I have for you this week is The Bands from Radiohead. Not everybody's cup of tea, but if you're a bit of a rock and roller like myself, uh, uh, this this album might um, stick out for you. It does for me. I, I picked it up around 97 when I came home from the states, my sister had had, had it on uh, CD, and at those times there was th- there was no Spotify, obviously, or or uh, uh, Apple Music or any of these streaming services. You had to either buy the CD or uh, wait for it to come in on the radio. So um, I played the shit out of this for I'd say for years, and uh, it's a great album. There's a link there in the uh, in the article um, to the album on Spotify. If you want to check it out, add it to your library. And um, that led on to OK Computer, which which I thought was just off the charts. Good. And uh, I started going out with my wife then. So the band, um, the band uh, has has a place for me. And that's what music does. It's kind of like it sets out. You know, it does for me anyway, this is how I, how I feel about it. Music marks your life, those pivotal moments, you know, when you left school or maybe you're coming to your final years in school, you're just, um, you know, becoming an adult or whatever and you started working or you met a girl or you got married or you had children and all these moments in your life are marked by music and that's that's what it does for me. Or the first house you lived in and things like that. So uh I really like this album. And uh finally then an article from the archive. Um I've won for you there called The Madness of Crowds. I wrote it about a year ago when uh COVID was breaking and all the hype uh, around that was fresh. Uh it was very different then. Uh, the streets were like silent, you know, there was nobody venturing out everyone was scared stiff and I'd I'd go out at night maybe to the back garden and there would just be stillness not even the sound of a car we live close to a main road just in off a main road in Dublin 7 and uh, usually at night you'll hear cars going up and down on the road but there wasn't you could hear a pin drop uh, last March and there was something nice about that that's all changed now of course and um people uh, have become a little bit more comfortable with the situation. So anyway, I wrote The Madness, Madness of Crowds back then. It's applicable. Um, and uh, you might want to give that a read. Anyway, that's all I've got for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for reading Sunday Letters and for being a subscriber. If you like what I do, consider becoming a paid subscriber. Costs a fiver a month, 50 quid a year. And uh, you show your support for Sunday Letters and Help me do what I do, maybe a little bit better. And uh, thanks for being here. I'll see you on Sunday for uh, the Sunday Letters article. Until then, have a good rest of your week.